Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is your girl DJ Carmi, and you are tuned in to KPTR, the truth behind the music. And today we have with us uh, a huge piece of history, one of the legends, Mr. Clayton Savage, who is joining us today, and we appreciate you coming on the show today, Mr. Savage. Hey, Carmi, how you doing? I'm doing okay. How about yourself? All good. I'm happy to be here on your show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you, man. So we really want to um, tell them about you and why I say you are a huge piece of um, our music history. First of all, we know that you were a secessionist and producer over at the legendary Sugar Hill Records. Am I right? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. That's accurate. Yep. Good, I'm, I'm good. like the Plymouth Rock. Of, I'm like the Plymouth Rock of music. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that statement. <laughs> okay, so let's go ahead and give them some information about how you got started. We want to go all the way back. I I, I read the bio and seen that you were actually born in Chesapeake, Virginia, right? Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm from the same area that Pharrell and Timberland are from. I'm just, okay. I call myself that something that was in the water that Pharrell is talking about. They're like, they're like little brothers, you know, little kids to me. Like, uh, before them was me. <laughs> so. Right, right. Now, I'm, this is what I, I love to talk about because this is what's so intriguing to me is a lot of the legends that I talk to is like there's a seed there and it doesn't take much for you guys to know music. It's like you were born knowing it. Like I was reading, and it said you started just playing uh, instruments at a young age, like by ear. Am I right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, not to sound fantastic or, or mystical or anything, but, like, mm-hmm. I just I just, I just, just played. I just, every instrument I picked up, if I wanted to play it, I could play it. So although mm-hmm. I did practice quite a bit with my band, you know. Um, uh-huh. But, no, I, I never really had a, a curve. It's just, I just picked up and played, and that was kind of it. And, see, that's what I couldn't understand because uh, I I was wishing I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> I prayed to do that. I bought the instrument uh-huh, and uh-huh. still can't do anything uh-huh. with it. Uh-huh, uh-huh, so uh-huh, now, uh-huh, I know. Uh-huh. <laughs> now I know I it has to be a gift. Uh-huh. Well, bad boy, bad boy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one cannot fly into flying. That is not me. That is me. You know, it's like <laughs> one cannot fly into flying. <laughs> I don't. Right. <laughs> I don't. You know, I. I. The thing is, I don't. Okay, I'm a songwriter first. Okay. Okay. Um, the instruments just help me get my point across. And. Gotcha. And the, and the kind of work route ethic that we came up with, I mean, we were young kids playing it. My first band, I was 13, and, and we were already, you know, we practiced like adults. We booked ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, we, we we performed and got paid. You know, we set up and tore down. We were playing on the Army, uh, Navy bases, actually, and around, you know, just around Carolina, and just, just, you know, where other kids were in the backyard, maybe that was their first exposure or their family's first mm-hmm. exposure. It was just on and popping for us, you know. We had a couple of bands. I also played with a gospel group that I had with my friends, and we same thing. It's just the work ethic was there. It's very different than now, and and we practiced yeah. and we played. 
play with the churches, you're going to play a long time. I found that out. I found that out. Mm. Oh, wow. That, that, that's very wow. true. I found that out through, you know, the Same path wow. of other musicians I've talked to. Um, there is something yeah, about that church, that that seed right there that sets you up for life. Um, it does. It does. Now, I know you said you started at a young age. Now, how old were you when you started working with or, you know, when you came upon the Sugar Hill Records deal? I was 17. I was, you know, I was started, well, 18. I was, like, my first year of college. I decided to. Uh, I had I had my my album. I had actually released on cassette, uh, and some of those songs actually made it onto Melly Mel's album. Um, but I needed to. I needed like Virginia is Virginia. You know what I mean? It's um, yeah. They call it tide. They call it tide water. Uh, I call it uh-huh. retired water. You know because it's, <laughs> it doesn't. It just doesn't encourage. The, the, uh, entertainment arts like uh, Charlotte or, you know, where you've got tax centers of Georgia, certainly not New York or, or California. It just doesn't do that right. because they, they have a heavy military concentration. So I knew, but I also knew, you know, New York or, you know, New York was where it was. And if you're going to make it anywhere, baby, you're going to make it there. So I, yeah. with my three jobs and my college, and then I, you know, money and everything else, <laughs> I took myself to New York with, with my music and, I, and on my last stop uh, on on my on my weekend or whatever I called it, my early week uh, sojourn, you know, with my, shopping my demo, I wanted to mm-hmm. I wanted to know why I wasn't getting a response. And, and Sugar Hill was the last on my list because it was in Jersey. It wasn't in New York. Everybody else, you know, was on one side of the water, and, and you know, mm-hmm. so Sugar Hill was last. But Shantae, if you remember the movie The Last Dragon. Uh, Shantae, yes. the big Afro, the big Afro girl. That's Shantae, Alicia Shantae Harvey. She was a A and R at uh, Sugar Hill at the time. She heard my music, and at that time, I had it. You know, whoever is popular at that time, for those listening, one of the ways that you get a deal is like sounding. Like, it's like doing a thing like chicken. You got to. Does it taste like chicken? All right, put it on my plate. You know, you really. You, 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 it yes. can't possibly taste like chicken. But it, but it is just it's like a rule of thumb that you gotta sound like something because you can't just sound like yourself um, if it's yes. completely you know new. Yes. So Prince was hot at that time. I didn't really I was wasn't I mean I grew up with the function. I mean you the best of the best from you know I'm saying all the soul folks from Ambrosia to Earth Wind and Fire Cameo. You know that's what we were playing and so I learned it all right. You know, I mean that yeah. that funk thing and, and playing, but but Prince had hit and you know, and he was a, a, a so he was an instrumental multi instrumentalist who recorded himself and had kind of his own space, and right. and so right. that gave me the confidence to do that too. Up until then, I was taking bands in the studio with me, and then it just it just you know I just got me some gear and just did it myself. You know, I went in the studio and just did my own thing. And Shantae picked up on that. She, you know, come on, Purple Rain was happening. Yeah. You know, every, you know, oh, I'm yeah. just like every other, every other musician. Not well, maybe not them old cats who were really hating, but <laughs> I was, you know, yellow boy getting a lot of places. God, they do that too. Oh boy, they they were hating it. They were hating on him in a very unique, 
because it's personal. He did Doves Cry, and they're like, you know, what's that about? That there ain't even no bass in that, you know. And Doves yeah. Cry was actually the precursor to everything we do with the 808 now, where you're doing with the sub mm. harmonics, the, hop, the harmonics. You can, you if you're paying attention, you can hear the harmonics. You know, bass, there was no bass player in that, you know, so the bass guy was mad. <laughs> no. Drummer should have been happy because it was more drums, but but he was siding yeah. with the bass guy. I can't believe it, you know. And I'm and I'm at Sugar Hill when this is happening. I'm I'm doing uh-huh. sessions with Bunny Stigler and all those guys from Philly. You know, I did. I, I got to work with a lot of the legends who are the true sound of Philadelphia and, and and just hit after hit. You know what I mean? And 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 it's and it's really you know they don't take no shit. Excuse my French. They just don't. It's mm-hmm. like if you if you're not cutting it, you gotta go. You gotta go. And right. and so I, who was I to say anything? You know, I wasn't about to open my mouth and defend Prince. I wasn't on his payroll. But Absolutely. I was coming with a new sound, and, and I and I brought a new sound to Sugar Hill. Where, hmm. But really, all I did was marry R&B and hip-hop. And that's how Melly Mel's album came about. That's me and Melly Mel, for the most part. Um, I'm doing I'm doing 90% of this. Mm-hmm. You know? You know, I mean, that's incredible. I, I went kicking and screaming into hip-hop, too. I did. I did. Yeah. I went kicking and screaming. I mean, come on. I was like, that's good times. Why y'all love that so much? That's good times. You know? And, and, I, but it, and it was catchy, but I was afraid. I was afraid that... um. It was a, there's something. See, we're a very talented race of people. We're very creative. We're very colorful. That's right. You know, we're you know mm-hmm. we're ambient and and we we like grow between the cracks. You know, when you think nothing's there, we make something out of the nothingness. Now, right. what I was afraid was we weren't going to respect the authors. It wasn't so much using the music because that's what music is created for. Every song we basically grew up listening to was a remake of a remake of a remake from Rock and Robin to Don't Make Me Over. So that's not the problem. Yeah. We don't if we don't do like like our white counterparts do and show homage to like the mm-hmm. Ro- look at the Rolling Stones. Look how long they've been alive. Prince and Michael gone. But look at the Rolling Stones. They've been looking like they yep. died fifty years straight. <laughs> you ain't lying. But and, and their career kicked in the gear with I mean, but their their music is really them trying to sound like James Brown and and Otis Redding from the Bee Gees. Yeah. All of them basically are emulating, you know, uh, the Soul Brothers. But they get their respect. They get their respect. Right. They hand it to the to the youth. You know, they I've I've been to the Bruce Springsteen concert and I see whole families enjoying what's happening, and I don't see that with yeah. them. We don't we we, yeah. we try to trample it. Our youth. Man, it's like we try, I used to try to eat the old, or or, or the old will just, old the older will try to dismiss the youth creativity, which is their God given right to take what the foundation, the dirt, the clay that we that we made this house of, and redesign something else. You know? Yeah, and you know, can, I'm glad you mentioned that because you're right. There is a huge gap between the youth and the legends. And it's like they don't support the legends the way they should. Like you just mentioned on the Rolling Stones, like their people are there. But I look at some of the older ones, like Freddie Jackson and, you know, even Lenny Williams. They're just not getting the love that they should be getting. 
And then I noticed that a lot of the older ones are counting the youth out because they don't, I, you know, they don't like the sound, but it's still music. The same music that well, they're gonna, using today is well, the music from way, like you said, the rhythm from way back then when it all started. Go ahead. Exactly. It, it, and, the two, and the two stayed married. From from the moment that Rapper's Delight kicked off or Ting Tim or whatever, you know, whatever mm-hmm. they was grooving on, you know, it was always right. married. It was, they were never separate. They were never, there is no way to separate R&B from anything. <laughs> it's just, it's Thank you. Country, rock, it's every single thing, you know. Jimmy, right. do you know that Jimi Hendrix was the biggest influence on the Barquet? And their music? No, I didn't and know And many that. others. Thank you. Yes. yes. Wow. Yeah, okay. it's really one big it's one big pie. There's no such thing as any one person really ever cut anything. It's all how you tell the story, and that's why I, would, I rest in peace to Duke Booty. You know the way that Sylvia told the story to create the Furious Five, uh, and and um, around the message was genius marketing. On the other hand, though, it was just Melon Booty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. That is the Furious Four. You know what I'm saying? Three, two, or one. You know, uh, I mean, there's some tracks that this it's just me and Mel. You know, and some tra- You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, you know, but but Melly Mel, when I met him, man, we kicked, we hit it off. I mean, he's so he's really a cool, cool, cool brother. Very smart, very intelligent. And we played, we played Egyptian dozens. We didn't, we didn't play the ghetto dozens. We we'd sit on the tour bus and be playing the Egyptian dozens. You know, may a swarm of something coming. <laughs> you know, the, the honey from the something. <laughs> and when we got right. in the studio, you know, that's that's what we did. I mean, that that's what we came up with. And, the, and he gave me the wings to, to go live. We did even more songs live than we, we even recorded in the studio. And I still think I hit the highest note, even higher than Mariah Carey on that uh, 1984. You'll have to go back. Oh, yeah? That. But this, yeah, yeah people we think that that's a whistle. That. That's not a whistle. That's my voice. I, I had like seven octaves or eight octaves or something. Oh and, my goodness! And, you, and and I have a, and you'll catch that now. I'm not I'm I'm not old. In fact, I re, I reject the old head notion. We got to stop calling ourselves what we're not. You know, right? We may be original, but we're not old. You know, it's evergreen. That's right. And That's I learned right. the best. I learned from the best. Sylvia Robinson is a true producer and a true musician. I mean, for those who don't understand that this lady could play the guitar, write music, that she'd already had hits, and that she made a conscious decision. Now you see people just out here saying, oh, yeah, I want to start a label. I got my label. No, for her to make that decision at that time, at a time when she's making a couple of grand a week back in the 60s, and and see the opportunity and take the risk, the bravery, the bravery of, of the entire, you know, her Joe, you got to deal with the mafia. You got to deal with, you know, with, with racism. You know, I, man, I could tell you mm-hmm. stories and give you credits for everybody who's actually responsible for hip hop being in the soil around the world. You know, and it's and I was yeah. a part of it all. I mean, Frankie Crocker, you know, you know, punk, yeah. you name it. You know, all of that, the WBLS, the, the everything. Just, I, I got to be a part of it all because it was, you worked if you were at Sugar Hill. You know, they owned that. That was a family mm-hmm. business, and and if you were there, you you had many hats to wear, and that's what the business, that's what the music, or rather the entertainment business is. It's many hats, many hats, many hats. It's not not just singing. It's not just dance. 
Vinny has. Right. Really, bu- it's a lot so, of business, you know. Right. So when I'm you sorry, write, I don't mean to dominate. Um, <laughs> oh no, you're good. I mean, we. I like that because you're sharing that history that needs to be known. You know, people. A lot of people really don't know the truth until we go inside. You know what I'm saying? Inside the circle, and this needs to be known. So I appreciate that. But I wanted to ask you, when it comes to Sugar Hill Records, how did that go down? How did you become a part of that? Did they Shante. contact you? I know you contacted. No, no. Okay, okay, okay. Um, okay. Sean K said, "Go home and think about it for a couple of days." I lost my mm-hmm. job. Or I got demoted mm-hmm. because the plane was late. I mean, oh, my gosh, in Norfolk, Virginia, it's like a one-plane town. You know what I'm saying? And, uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> I was working at Domino's Pizza. I was assistant manager, you know, and I, that's a whole other story. But the plane was late coming back. But, you know, Shante said, I love your music. I really like this. And Clayton, I want to sign you. But here's what got me at Sugar Hill. Uh-huh. Um, I said, okay, my, you know, my manager – you know, your managers work for you and your lawyers work for you. And, you know, they were, like, warning me about this, that, and the third. I mean, I had, my own, I had my own publishing company, and I had a publishing deal with them. I had my songwriting deal with them. And, and, I, and, I, and, and I learned the real business with them, okay? And, yeah. But what really got me was when, I came, when, Joe, when Joe Robinson Sr. brought me in, when Shante was taking me around, and she brought me into his office. Bob Dylan was there. Bob Dylan. Nobody oh. sees Bob Dylan. He's, like, he's standing there at Joe's desk at Sugar Hill Records. That's how powerful hip hop was becoming. But of mm. course, Dylan is a poet, so you know he's a lyricist. So you know, in a way, he's kind of, that makes sense. However, yeah. you know how many folks have met Bob Dylan and Joe Robinson? That Clayton. You know Bob Dylan. This is Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. This is Clayton Savage, Keep your, and, and he blew me up to Bob Dylan. Oh, and my goodness. let me tell you, back then, I mean, I'm I'm still pretty humble. I mean, not just humble, but on a, to the shy point in a weird way. But back then, I looked at him like, I said, if that man feels that way about me, if he's only heard that little bit, I mean, okay, I'm coming. I mean, I knew who yeah, Bob Dylan was, and that was down. to me – I knew who Sylvia yeah. was, and I was like, but that respect that Joe gave me, and they respected mm-hmm. me the whole time. They really did. I know how the other guys rode, what their rides were like. I can honestly right. say they deserved, they deserved a lot of that. They asked for it because <laughs> Sylvia would talk to me. <laughs> She'd tell me what they were doing with their money and how they wasted it. And she said, Clinton, this is, this, is, this is my money. This, I don't have no loans. <laughs> We're not taking money, you know. We all have investors and corporate this and that, you know. And and Joe's mind, right. Joe's Joe's man. There's so many stories about that guy right there, <laughs> you know. But but realistically, that's the real game. I remember the Gambinos coming, you know, from MCA. I remember going, wow, this is different. And that was the first distribution deal for for uh, a black label, and that's what changed everything. We owe them so much. Yeah, and, I mean. To Norby Walters and Jerry A being the one booking us and taking us around the world, you know, putting Mel on tonight's show, you know, and then Jerry buying Norby Walters and and putting Buster and Jay Z on and everybody else. I mean, that and and Jerry A taught me both the sports side and the music side in in his office at at Norby. <laughs> I mean, Man. I mean, you know. 
And so basically, to answer your question, Shantae wanted me to produce some music for her. I ended up doing stuff with Ronald Isley's uh, protege, yes, before R. Mm-hmm. Kelly. Uh, her name was Lisa Daniel, rest in peace, and she had a beautiful voice. Um, a little bit like Stephanie Mills here or Denise Williams, but just an amazing, amazing singer. And and everybody from Vanessa Williams to Regina Bell was either working at the front desk as a secretary or just, you know, me and Evelyn King hanging out. I mean, you name it. George, wow. I look over my shoulder. George Benson is there watching me record. You know, I mean, that's how it's got to be kidding me. All the top notch. Man. Oh, come on, man. Day, even day, even Tony Bennett's son. I'm up the street hanging out, recording at Dave Bennett's house, Ed, going over to Eddie's house. Um, and he's just Eddie Murphy. That's who Eddie. I mean, just everything yeah. was, you know, and everything was right there in that little nook. The whole the whole Isley Brothers. You know how amazing that is? <laughs> Tell me. I can't even I mean, imagine. I mean, yeah. this, 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 even the last generation with um, – or the generation, well, slightly before with Aaliyah, benefit mm-hmm. from from the talents of Ronald Isley and his brothers. You know, everything that Ronald, that R. Kelly mimicked was basically Ronald Isley, with the exception of Lenny. Oh, 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> white, mm-hmm. but um, but I mean, so I grew up with all of that and the engineers like Steve Jerome, Steve Jerome, the King of the Throne. When Scorpio says that, that's the person who taught the Chris Lord Algies and all those young engineers their trades who used to record and mix for, for Quincy Jones. Oh, yeah, you hear about Bruce Sweden and all those guys. But prior to that, there, there he was with his brother, Bill Jerome. So all of that came my way. And the female assistant engineer, Tracy, explained that to me when, when, when I got slapped in the face with reality when Sylvia said, baby, I love your song. And then turned to Cheryl the Pearl and said, now here's what we're going to do with it. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> and, but Incredible. Be, be, quiet, your, be quiet, shut your mouth and pay attention. Because, you know, you're, you're a kid. You're, just a, you're at the kid table. That's what, that's what happens mm-hmm. when you get a deal. You're a kid at the kid's table. You know, you yep. really don't know anything. Every time you open your mouth, you're wrong. I mean, so wrong. You know how much wrong they are. It's, they might as well just be guessing at the universe. You know, they just don't know. Yeah. And 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 I've I've, I've long suffered for our, our our. I long suffered for the victims of ignorance because it's not as predatory as people think it is. It's a hard business. It takes a lot, thousands of people to turn. As, as something into a hit. That's why I say all of us are in it. You see all the majors working together. When one gets a hit, the others get a hit. It's all, it's that, it's that economy of yeah. the music business, and it's yeah. all to itself. It doesn't get any money from anywhere else. Everything takes from yeah. it. Music is the backbone of everything. It's behind everything. And it's one of the things that we, have, as black folks, happen to do naturally. We're gifted at that. It's, it's not as amazing to them as you would think, but they, re- but everybody respects talent, which is why in the old days you'd see, you'd see mixed bands, and and honestly, all those mixed bands, um, whether it was Genesis or or the Doobie Brothers, and you say, oh, you got a black bass player, or they got a black drummer, or you know, or the sax players, this or that. man, that's just the way it is. Just everybody on everything. It doesn't matter whether you know it or not. Just if it makes it sound the way it's supposed to sound, that's the only thing that's supposed to happen. 
just know that's all me. You know, Drake, that's me. That's yeah. all me. That's all me. Yeah, you fly in the plane, land in the plane, in the air traffic, you know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Driving the bus, that's you. You know, it's like, you know, I, and, and I respect the, um, I think it's Lupe Fiasco. Was it Lupe that said that? That, that really put that on blast and said, yeah, yeah, when, and his rant, he, he called it a rant about Kanye, but really he was keeping it real. It's like, guys. You know what? He sure it's, was. It's mm-hmm. like, and this is and then and he's trying to explain the crazy too, and the, and mm-hmm. the crazy is there. There's so many. Listen, there's so many things coming at you. You know, the more money you have, the less you have to spend, because everybody's throwing everything at you. Try this on. Wear this. Wear this. You know, we never spent money. I mm-hmm. never had to spend money, and I was always in the freshest. So fresh, it wasn't even known it was fresh. And 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 I thank God I had the kind of control I did. I'd probably be dead. You know, for some unknown type of groupies or something. I don't know, but the way that, the way that the way that music affects us is fine. But there is a responsibility that the musician has to understand and respect the gift and what it's doing. And that's not what's not getting handed down. My generation resented the next generation, and we lost the communication, and then we lost the respect. But and, you know, they're I'm all our so little brothers. You're right, and I'm so glad that that you're speaking on that, um, because it's you know pretty much educating some of the the artists that are out there now that's you know up and coming and trying to get in the game. Um, I, I did want to ask you that question. Um, of course, we went past halftime, which is still okay, but um, <laughs> we do want to know. At this point, what are you doing now, and if there's any information that you want to put out there for the uh, independent artists that are trying to, to get in the game right now? Well, I'm building platforms, okay? okay. Um, well, obviously, I have a lot of connections, and my connections mm-hmm. have connections. So what needs to happen is something globally for, you know, more than just at an individual level. Um, yeah. Per artist, we we've seen we've seen at our best effort. Not even Tim or or Missy or Pharrell has mm-hmm. been able to do what Quincy Jones did. Give us the right. brothers Johnson. Give us Patty Austin, and that's that's really that's really the the, the measure of success. I, I use two things as a measure of success. One is immortality, and that's creating another career for the next person, and correctly, and and isolating them from ignorance. And educating them along the way, so that so they actually can eat off of what it is that they create the way it was supposed to be in perpetuity, and and that and that the fear factor comes down. But I'm not asking for trust. I'm just saying I would like to not have everybody say it was a bad ride. You know, you know. Right, right. So far, all you, you hear you hear all these horrible stories, and yet we've done such amazing things. How can how can it all be bad? When we change the world, we're the apple pie. We're the real apple pie, <laughs> you know. Yeah. We we really did that. Right. So, so I my understanding of the entertainment industry in broadcasting and music and the fashion, all of that's just one thing to me. And my and my connections and my knowledge runs across all. So I'll be building a platform to do just that. Um, if it's broadcasting, yeah, and you're ready. Mm-hmm. There's got there's got to be a launching pad. There's got to be you know. Look how fast we shot. They started to shoot down Kevin Hart. That that whole thing, man, is nonsense. You oh, know, man, Eddie, all those scary. guys, 
even when Eddie was joking Bill, he still Bill still put him there. He didn't get there without Bill, who didn't get there without Sidney, who didn't get there without, you know, keep on going. Paul right. Rose, keep going back. It, it, that's, and for us, it's that tight because we don't have the – we don't have the commercial mentality. We have a lot of federally funded businesses. We don't have a lot of commercial businesses. So our money right. doesn't go into the Radio 1 advertising and things like that. So it's part of my mission to bring money into that. You know, and, 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 and maybe lessen the fear. We have no problem spending big money on gold and cars and, and mm-hmm. partying. And right. there's nothing wrong with that, but it really just doesn't cost that much to party. To be honest with you, like you know, and, and then there's, and then we and we keep coming up empty, and see, and and I think that's what the the youth looks at that repeatedly, and I still hear young folks say, "I just want to get a rollie." I just I've <laughs> never been that guy. I'd rather have my money in the bank. You know, I need a house. I know you know, I need right. reliable vehicles. I take care of my kids. You know, and I don't need to be worried about when I no. I just go to the bank and get some money if I need it. But why do I need it to go hang out with you? No, you know, you know, and and teaching. Yeah. I just I just it's a it's a teaching thing, but by lead by example because our people aren't going to come willingly. So I'll pre- I'll give them opportunity. Okay, it, mm-hmm. you know, just like men, just like all mentors do. The mentor chooses you. You don't choose the mentor. Okay, plenty right. of plenty of people reached yeah. out and found me somehow. But truly, if you're not ready, you're not ready. And just like Broadway, you're not ready. Clip them at the knees. I'm sorry. Next, next, next. Because yeah, we have to teach somebody how to grow and grow a tree. You know what I'm saying? We have to keep teaching how to grow something, and 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 the val- and educating in the value, and then you know, and and really teach them. You know, the thing that Jay Z's learned. You know about building wealth. Don't be. Nobody needs to be mad and get caught up in that. He said. She said. Steph Damon's just fine. He's just fine. Right. You know, you know, and and in, and in the entertainment business, there is a, a bunch of pecking at each other, you know, and there's and yeah. but then there's the same there's the truth too. The Jaguar right hand. I wish I could have reached her before she just went a little too far. I mean, you're never too far for me because I'm kind of tough in this game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I can hold you up, sister. You ain't got to drown. But there's a lot of truth <laughs> in what she had to say, and a lot of power uh-huh. in that truth. But unlike unlike some folks, uh, we, and I'm going to stop after this, we as black people cannot build from a place of negativity well, while yeah. others can, but we just cannot do that. We can't build from negativity. That's we don't right. have to play their game. Uh, we have enough We have enough money circulating to not care, to not have to focus on that. Just like Martin Luther King died and everybody's in the picture pointing at the, pointing at the door. We don't, he went that way. You know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, crazy. You know? And we need to bring and we need to bring the Sandman back from uh, Apollo, because because so I know right. Be swept <laughs> off the stage, man. You gotta be kidding, man. Yeah. Boy. So you say they, you're gonna be. You know what? We really need Apollo back. We need Apollo back. We do. We do. You probably you gonna work on that. Yeah, you know that boot. You know that boot, boy. Bring it back. That boot. Yeah. Boot. Yeah. Okay. All right. You be there with me. You be there with me then. Okay. Bring it back. Yeah. Let's do it. I, I got a seat. I got a seat for you. Right up there. Right. Hey, hosting, judging, pontificating, whatever you want to do. Okay. But I got you. I got you covered, sis. Yeah. And when I they feel that, that boot, you boot.
boobs you, it, and they're pointing. <laughs> let me tell you, I believe if it came back, it would be a huge success. I just believe that. Because a lot of the things that we had and looked forward to when it came to raw talent, you know. That's how we did it. Besides American Idol, we need our own stuff I don't know nothing about this American Idol thing. But what I do know is on Apollo, you had three to five seconds. (laughs) Uh And that's all you need. You had three to five seconds. You had three. Hey, Sinbad made it, and he was telling jokes. Sure did. You know, so even that little girl that couldn't sing for church that went, <laughs> nobody's going to be mad at Jesus. <laughs> I think these days we could throw him a bone, you know, but, you know. I know you did. <laughs> you ain't been to church, Garrett. I ain't church. You ain't going to church no <laughs> Right. And let the people know you're still know doing music. You're oh still God, doing yeah, music. Man, I'm, I'm Man, I'm fresh to death, girl. I am fresh yes. to death. I am so proud of so many of these cats out here because I've had so many voices over these years, and not all of them have been appreciated, okay? So when I hear that yeah. Roddy Red driving in the box, dancing is hot, like the 80s, I'm like, oh, little brother, I like my picture. And it's cool, and I get it. I love it. I love the feeling, you know? I got I got a 15-year-old, yeah. and I got I got an 11-year-old, and I just and I watch them, you know, I watch them. But pop, but they're proud of me. Like their friends come over, if they hear me singing or something in the house, they stop playing games. Man, your dad can sing. I'm not trying to show off. I just got a studio in the house and I'm writing all the time. But truth to the matter yeah. is, if I couldn't do it, yeah. I wouldn't do it. You know what I'm saying? That shoot, I am one who can and I can and I teach and I still get on stage and wear they ass out. <laughs> I will. So crazy. I'm a yeah. yeah, I hear you. To the ones that's uh, tuned in right now, um, I know you say you were, you know, working on building platforms. If they wanted to reach out to you, can you tell them how to get you on social media? Where do yeah. they need to go? Um, well, I mean, based, I mean, well, okay, my company's Red K Records. Okay, but just look okay. for Clayton Savage, okay? And Clayton if you put Savage. Clayton Savage in, I'm going to show up somewhere. You know, go to my uh, best best thing to do. Go to my YouTube, okay, Clayton Savage. Go to my YouTube and say something. Say something to me, cause that's initiative. You know, don't yeah. don't just try to call somebody up out of the blue. Go up there, and cause I'm going to be putting a lot of my music up there. A lot of the music that mm-hmm. I've, I've I have not released over the decades, and my new stuff. So so they get to see my history, of you know, and and you know what I'm saying, and really. If you if you're paying attention to me, I will notice. But you got but you're not gonna get. You, no one wants you to come to the table ignorant. Nobody wants. It's a job interview. You're gonna walk in mm-hmm. there and you just, just say, "Hey, man, I noticed you had a company and y'all make a lot of money and I want a job." Yeah. They're, they're gonna hit you with a. Tell me something. Well, what do you like? Why do you want to work here? Why do you want to work here? And mm-hmm. do you understand what working here means? You think that you, where do you think you are? You think you're a star? How? 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 You're hot on, you're hot on what street? It's hot on every street in the summertime. Where are you hot at? How hot are you? You know, and understanding the places, you know, I mean, and stop buying these fake ass hits, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, stop pushing these phony, 
everybody knows, man, that y'all ain't got them numbers, man. Right. I'm not going to explain know. it to you. So you can, I, I'm not going to teach you a new way to try to cheat because you're never going to be able to cheat these very smart people. They're very smart. Right. Okay? If you've got something to offer, and I mean not just your voice or, 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 or a song or a rap, I mean if you can type, learn to type, there's a thousand, there's a hundred thousand jobs in the entertainment industry. Yeah. You know, go go look it up. Go look it up. Be a best boy, a grip, something. Do something. Do and something. Learn, and learn to trade. It, it, it wants you. People want to, people who want to work and learn. They just do. And that's how we all got here. None of us, Sylvia Roan, none of us came in at the top. None of us. Well, except for Clive. That was a different story. But different everybody story. else was getting coffee. And maybe Clive, too. You know, he just don't tell that part. But everybody was getting <laughs> coffee. They had that They had that talent, but they had to wait for yeah, that opportunity when somebody didn't show up, you mm-hmm. know, and, and be consistent. That's right. And please, smoke less weed. Smoke <laughs> a little less, guys. It ain't going nowhere. Thank you. It's been a long time. You know? Thank you for putting that out there because that's, you know, I understand the people. I have nothing against anybody that doesn't, but when it comes to business, that we can be a hindrance. You forget you had a conversation the night before. I've had artists who forget they had an interview. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, and, stuff like that. So it happens, yeah, and thank you and for putting that out there. You you really yeah, did put yeah. out a lot of information, valuable information, uh, and I you, hope Tommy. they take heed and take you, it Tommy. to heart. You're welcome, and I appreciate it. And so, like I said, well, we I did go past I'll, be, I'll be back. You better. Be back. We got to work on this Apollo I'm, I'm, thing. I heard you. I heard you on the Apollo. I heard you. <laughs> yeah, and so you what know I'm going to do gonna is be there, right? <laughs> he better be. He better bring that saxophone. Yeah. He got to play the sax. <laughs> and um, I have a song um, that you did featuring, is that Umar Johnson? It's called ADHD, yes. and I'm going to play it um, at yes. the end of this interview. The last thing I want to ask you, though, about is what was your inspiration or what, what made you come up with ADHD, the song? Well, if you believe in the message, support the messenger. Okay. It's as simple as that, you know. I saw I saw his lecture. Someone sent me his lecture, uh, and and I and I and I, I agreed with him. So if you if you believe in the message, support the messenger. And some, don't shoot right. the messenger. Support the messenger. You know. Support it. You, you know, just a little bit, just a little bit. You know what I'm saying? If you send it, you know, yeah. just you know what I'm saying. Buy yeah. that download. Make sure you guys go, ahead and buy that download. go out there and download <laughs> it and make sure you guys go out and stream that. Make sure you go and like his page. Build up those numbers, too. It's the Clay yeah. and Savage. Go and like his page. Good and and you, you know what? You know. It was a pleasure. I truly enjoyed you coming on the show because you really did educate me. And I know if you educated me, you educated a lot of people that's going to be listening to this this podcast. I met up. I mean every word of it down to the Apollo grit. Okay, okay. That's what's I mean. up. <laughs> Thank right. you so right, much for being girl. on the show. Until we meet again, 
you be yes. blessed, my brother, and keep on making the, making too. that music and educating us because we need it. All right, sister. I'll let you. All right. And coming up right. now is ADHD by Lamar Johnson and Clayton Savage. And we are out. <laughs> 